Welcome to this episode of the Complete Men Podcast. This podcast aims to help, support and inspire men of all ages to reach their full potential and be fully present in their lives. Be better men and serve our families and community. Hello again, it's your host Paul Tonner and today's topic is focusing on self-confidence. So, what does it mean to be a confident person? To me, it is someone who believes in themselves is not afraid to take risks and are willing to learn from their mistakes. One accepts who they are. They believe in their strengths and they are positive and optimistic. They accept criticism from others. On the other hand, a person who lacks self-confidence are often negative and feel inferior. They often doubt themselves and their abilities and are often passive or submissive and they stay in their comfort zone. They can often be hard on themselves. In some cases, one may feel confident in some situations, such as someone who's very good with academics, however, not good in other areas, such as in relationships. So do you ever believe or feel that you are not good enough? Or I'm not smart enough? Someone might feel that they are not good enough for that person or that relationship, or not good enough for that job, that opportunity or don't have enough skills for that job. Or they might say, my job isn't, isn't good enough. And I, I don't earn enough money or live in a nice part of the city. Or you are someone who looks for excuses rather than accepting challenges. Now one thing I strongly believe from my experience is one needs to learn how to build confidence. And it's an ongoing project. I'll give you some instances in my life where I had times where I really lacked confidence. And I remember in primary school, my mother made me change schools as I was not progressing well in the school I was in. And when I changed to another school, all of a sudden, my confidence soared. I was motivated to learn and went from bottom of the class at my previous school to the top of my class in my new school. This, I believe, came down to a change in the environment which improved my confidence. All of a sudden, when commencing high school, I went from being a real popular kid in school to being in a whole new environment, in a much bigger school with bigger kids, being bullied, and I greatly struggled with my confidence as I began to feel inferior, and I became shy and would compare myself to others. However, when I left home, and all of a sudden I had to learn To live on my own when I was 18 years of age, my confidence improved, especially going for a university. However, when I finished my teaching degree, I began teaching in some very challenging schools where most of the time would be spent dealing with disruptive behaviour and I'd be constantly verbally abused on a daily basis. This really had a huge impact on my self-confidence and really made me begin to doubt myself. Now, it wasn't until I was about 27 years of age, I began to notice the big impact it was having on my mental health, and I decided to take a year off and travel around the world. It was the best thing I ever did, and I wish I did it earlier in my 20s, and my confidence then soared as I was meeting wonderful people from many different countries, 
I was experiencing fabulous cultures and seeing some of the great sights of the world, you know, such as the Golden Gate Bridge and going in, in, going to Florida and New York and seeing the ancient ruins in Turkey and driving around Ireland on my own and being in the Caribbean, seeing the Grand Canyon, which was always always something that I wanted to do from an early age and also from an early age playing cricket in England. Life was great. However, when I severely injured my back at 28 years of age and all of a sudden went from an athletic, confident man to being a much less confident one, experiencing great pain every day and not being able to do what I previously enjoyed, my confidence began to hit an all-time low. I could no longer work. I slowly had to rebuild my life again and I began to gain some confidence. And you know, during that time, I was, I guess you could say I was a lost soul. I didn't know what to do with my life. And it took me quite a number of years to build up that confidence again and discover myself. So I guess you can say that confidence has been like a roller coaster ride for myself over the years with highs and lows and great times and not great times. However, when I really think about where I developed a lack of self-confidence in my life, I guess it came from my childhood. And especially like there were you know, many examples where I'd be put down and made fun of at school and made fun of not being smart enough, not good looking enough. Now, other things that have had an impact on my confidence and you may be able to relate to this, is being rejected, especially in the world of dating and applying for lots of jobs and not being successful or not getting that job you really wanted and not being successful in a job interview when you thought it went well. So where does confidence come from? Now, there are several factors that influence one's confidence. Now, firstly, it is uh, what you're born with. You know, example is with your genes. So people of certain genetic types I found have a higher likelihood of having better self-esteem and, yeah, definitely, you know, much more confident person. And it all comes down to research has shown that it comes down to what's called the OXTR gene in the body. And other other areas, other things that where confidence comes from is how you're treated socially or the pressures of your environment and also what one has control over. So that is our choices, risks we make and how one responds to challenges and setbacks. Our personal choices have much to do with our confidence. An example is with myself choosing to follow the advice of others and do a teaching career. It is also vitally important for one to address when they are lacking in confidence, and realise that it is no longer serving them. Now, a great podcast I've begun to listen to lately is by a guy called Jay Shetty, who is just great to listen to. Now, you may have heard of him. He's an award-winning British podcaster, author and life coach, and his viral wisdom videos have had over 4 billion views, and he has over 20 million followers around the world. Now, in a recent podcast episode, he spoke about doubt, and he is so true when he mentions that doubt blocks us to what one can become and the goodness in one's life. Also, 
that what one achieves and receives is less if they have low self-worth. I can really relate to when he mentions that if one has low self-confidence, low self-worth, and they don't believe they are enough, one can project that insecurity to other people. And I really think this has been the case for me over the years when I've been um, unsuccessful with dating and with some interviews. The good thing is, is that I'm now aware of this and have put tools in place to deal with low self-worth and lack of confidence. And by attending the complete men's group on a regular basis, it has really helped me gain confidence. Now, one question the men are asked at the start of each session is the reason why they attend a men's group. And one of my main reasons is that it helps with developing my confidence, especially talking openly to the other men in the group. I've also been guilty over the years for having a comparison mindset and how the success of others made me feel inferior, which I mentioned earlier, and how this mindset I developed in school, in my school years, and and then it would go on into later life, you know, with uh, wasted thoughts such as, you know, he's more successful in his career than me, he has a girlfriend, he has a wife and family. He is healthier and fitter than I am and stronger than I am. I realised that all of these thoughts do not serve me and it was having a great impact on my self-confidence. They are wasted thoughts and beliefs in my head and only they're just ones only I believe. So it's important for one to reflect on why they think they are not enough, especially if they compare themselves to others. It is important to understand that everything that has happened to us in our life defines us today. It is important to embrace the past, embrace the experiences, and acknowledge the skills that we have acquired. Now, with my with, with myself, I spent many years at university doing degrees that many years later I felt did not really serve me and and did not really get me anywhere in life. However, when I stop and think about it now, and and reflect, I can see that I did gain some valuable skills and knowledge. It wasn't just a waste of time and money. All of the assessment assessment tasks I did taught me discipline. So it's important to recognise that any past negative experiences in one's life should not dictate their future. We are what we choose. And it's important to pay attention to our choices, our decisions and our actions. I've also found that in order to build confidence, it is best to choose hard first, easy second. Now what I mean by this is showing up every day for yourself and making the hard choices, deciding to act, such as going to the gym instead of sitting around on the couch and watching Netflix on television. So here are some tips on how to develop confidence. So firstly, try a quick fix. So picture yourself having success before you begin a difficult task and practice positive self-talk. So such as things like, oh, I know I can do this. 
I can do it, I can do it. And if I fail, I know I tried and I've learnt something. And what I find helps too is listening to some uplifting music. Now you see a lot of sports people, such as football players, do this before their event. You know, when they get off the team bus and when they're in the change room getting ready for the match, you know, they've got their headphones on and they're listening to music to try and give them, you know, improve their confidence and yeah, improve their performance. And yeah, giving yourself a pep talk, like I, I said before. And example is um, oh, when you see sporting coaches do this to their team. Yeah, one movie, there's, there's a movie called Miracle. And in this movie, it's, it's played um, Kurt Russell, the actor. He plays the part of Herb Brooks, the American ice hockey coach who, who coached the American ice hockey team at the 1980 Lake Placid Olympics, Winter Olympics, where they caused that massive upset and beat the Soviets. And in the movie, before they go out on the ice to play the Soviets, he gives this great motivational speech to his players. And... Yeah, it motivates them to win, and it's considered by one, one oh, by many as one of the greatest sporting upsets in history, because it was where a group of college players beat the much experienced professional Soviet players. And yeah, I don't know about you, but if I were a player, my coach delivered that speech to me. I'd be willing to run through a brick wall. It'd give me great confidence to succeed. And I read a book once called The Natural, and it was by a guy called Richard LaRuna. And he is this guy who was a geek, was shy, and had no confidence with women. And then just by changing his mindset and his inner dialogue, he went on to become the number one chat-up artist in the UK and founded his own dating advice company. Now, the second tip is to believe in your ability to improve. Consider how you think of your abilities and talents. Our beliefs matter because it affects us when we encounter setbacks in our life. Go with a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. You know, growth mindset is where one sees the challenge as an opportunity to gain experience and grow. This has held me back often in my life in regard to taking on challenges at work, you know, such as promotions or you know, applying for a new job and where I've let myself down by preferring to stay in my comfort zone and think, oh no, what will happen if I fail? And neuroscience actually supports the growth mindset and one does better and develops more confidence when having to face new challenges. And also stop and challenge making any assumptions about yourself, people and situations. Now the third tip is to practice failure. We all fail at something in life. An example is with the Wright brothers, who were often unsuccessful when designing different planes capable of flying, and eventually they designed the right one. They didn't give up, and look what's happened since, especially in regard to space travel, and you know, we can travel anywhere all over the world now. And studies have shown that those that fail and keep trying anyway are better equipped to respond to challenges and setbacks in a constructive way, and they learn better, better strategies. Now, the fourth tip is to make a list of your achievements and things you're proud of in your life, and acknowledge your personal strengths and talents, and remind yourself of them often. Now, it may be, do, 
may be doing well in an exam that you did in the past, or winning a race, or climbing a mountain, learning a new skill. Keep it close by and add to it whenever you do something of which you are proud of. When your confidence is low, get out the list and use it to remind you of all your great achievements and reward and praise yourself for your rewards and achievements. Now, the fifth tip is to give yourself time for your hobbies and try out new things that you are enthusiastic about. Now, example is with myself, I enjoyed listening to podcasts and about four years ago, I decided to pluck up the courage and talk to my friend's podcast show. Now, I enjoyed it so much and felt it was improving my self-confidence. And then I decided to do my own podcast show on my great passion, sport, and sharing my knowledge and experiences. And, and now I do the same with the valuable knowledge and my great passion for men's groups. And, you know, I'm not fussed about how many likes and followers I get. It's more about developing my personal development, sharing my knowledge and helping others, especially other men in need. I know some people who have improved their self-confidence greatly through attending Toastmasters, which is a social club based here in Australia and around the world where people practice expressing themselves and develop their public speaking skills. And also, I know just by myself is when I help others, I know that it helps me with my self-confidence. You know, I'm making a difference in one's life. So commit to your passion and give it a go. Now, tip number six is to practice positive self-talk. Think about the way you talk to yourself. If you are talking negatively, think about how this may be affecting your self-confidence. That I would never speak to a loved one the way I at times speak to myself. Now, one great thing about attending Complete Men is that it's, it has made me think and reflect when I'm speaking negatively to myself. For years, I let this get out of control and it really dented my self-confidence. Now, I'm aware of when I fall back into that state. I'll stop, reel myself in, think and reflect and say to myself, the way I'm talking to myself right now is not serving me. I would never talk to my daughter like this. So treat yourself with kindness and compassion. Tip number seven, consider talking to a counsellor or mental health professional to learn self-management strategies. Now, especially if you feel you are struggling with your self-confidence, they can develop strategies to help improve your confidence and help you understand what the cause is and why you may be lacking confidence. And the last tip, is to just simply follow a healthy diet, exercise and, and sleep. Now, studies have shown that physical exercise increases one's self-confidence. I remember when I finished school and I moved to Sydney and started university, I joined a gym and it really helped with my confidence, self-confidence because it improved my body image. You know, I was skinny and scrawny at the time and, and it really motivated me to exercise. And also meditation has been found to increase self-confidence and it helps recognize and accept oneself and stop stop the negative self-talk and helps one disconnect from unhelpful thoughts and the negative inner dialogue that might be going on in their head. And also with diet, you know, it's very important to eat a healthy diet. 
I know that, you know, when I eat healthy, and well, I, I do have a healthy diet, but very healthy diet, but you know, I feel more energized and, and, you know, often results when one eats a healthy diet results in increasing their self-esteem and sleep, good quality sleep. Now I'm talking like seven to eight hours a night at least has been linked with positive personality traits, optimism and self-esteem. So that's all for this episode of the Complete Man Podcast. The Complete Man Foundation is based on the Gold Coast and we provide weekly men's groups, online groups and deliver workshops, individual support and programs such as building better fathers for men to engage in as well as related personal growth activities. For any man that is interested in attending, please go to our website completemen.com .org.au Sources for this episode are on the platform page. I wish you great energy throughout your week. Aho! Aho!